0: It's the March 22nd, 2019 edition of Weekly Signals Meltdown, a reconfiguration of the last 168 hours of history with a dog, broadcasting from Studio A at KUCI, 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm a Espar. And as always... A stone-cold loser and a husband from hell. <laughs> Mahler, the fake news dog. <laughs> oh, wow. That, wow, these really... Yes, Mahler. Coming up. The lungs of the planet. Ah, impeaching Brett Kavanaugh. Uh-huh. The stoned ape hypothesis. Oh, I like And that. more. But first, mm-hmm. if KUCI was a cheese... Mm-hmm. What kind of cheese do you think it would be, Mike? <laughs> mozzarella? <laughs> Feta? Cheddar? Gouda? Ooh. Roquefort?
1: <laughs> it would be
0: a mix of the best cheese ever. <laughs> Researchers found that playing music for cheese gives the cheese more flavor. Is <laughs> that right? You play music for cheese, the cheese apparently responds. <laughs> Nine 22-pound wheels of cheese were placed in separate wooden crates. To test the impact of music on flavor and aroma, the wheels were exposed 24 hours a day to the vibrations of a different tunage. One cheese wheel had Mozart's magic flute piped in, mm-hmm. another Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, another the throbbing techno of Vril's UV, and another Yellow's dark ambient Monolith. But the winner of the most flavorful cheese goes to a tribe called Quest's album. We got it from here. Cheese. Cheese. That was the winner, the cheese, not the album. That would be Five Mike Cheese. Uh, what's your cheese playlist, Mike? You know, you must have some cheese at home that you play music to. Well, yeah. let's see. <laughs> <Yeah>. Uh,. <laughs> Wow, Muller. You know what? Muller has a suggestion. You know what? I like cheesy music. Really? So you go like for Grand Old Opry?
1: Yeah, kind of I, I could yeah. go for
0: Grand Old Opry. A little bit of Hank Williams, mm-hmm. the old stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: And I also like the KUCI classic, Sugar, Sugar by the Archies.
0: Really? Yeah. Honey, honey? Honey, honey, sugar, sugar. That's cheesy. Really wonderful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what I'm thinking about this is, first of all, Stairway to heaven I know And I'm I'm thinking too They're not responding to the music They're responding to vibrations yes. So chances are a tribe called Quest Had a, a nice bass going on or Which is going to be the wider wave Which is probably going to affect right. The composition of the cheese more Right, right. Why don't they just put on a bass throb Put that against a tribe yeah. called yeah. Quest Yeah Yeah There well, you
1: go Put on Bitches Brew or
0: something like that. I would have put on some Miles myself. Yeah. In fact, I would have had a playlist for my cheese. A Miles playlist wouldn't be bad. You yeah. start with In a Silent Way. Yeah. You know, something soothing. Yes. get the <laughs> get cheese in the, in the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and like then you, you, you bring it up a little bit. Maybe something out of uh, the quintet during the 60s. Yeah. A little bit wild and crazy. So you throw the cheese all off. It doesn't know what's going to happen next. And then hit them with some dubop. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. I love Duval. Kicking it yeah, live kicking with it live. the legendary Miles Davis.
1: All right. I'm going to go home and, and serenade my cheese.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Climate damage. Yes. Oh. Climate oh. damage. Why? Oh, why? <laughs> yes. The heat is coming down hard. Mike, deforestation in Brazil's Amazon rainforest will cause major warming by 2050. That's what they say. The Amazon rainforest is 2 million square miles of lush vegetation. That's a lot of vegetation. Yeah. That's a lot of photosynthesis. (laughs) That is. Yeah. Mahler likes to call it the lungs of the planet. Does he? Yeah. (laughs) He's a wise (laughs) dog. He is. Yes. (laughs) The rainforest inhales a huge amount of the carbon dioxide we expel into the air. Yes, it does. And exhales oxygen. It's helping us out here. That's good. So, why are we cutting it down?
1: Because the asshat who's in charge of Brazil is yeah. a Trump clone and that yeah. he wants
0: to do some horrible things there, doesn't he? Yeah, science has warned that Brazil's current rate of deforestation won't screw up the forest, but accelerate climate change. Yeah. So, it's not only bad for them locally, it's bad for everyone in the whole world, the deforestation is. The current rate of deforestation in Brazil is leading to a temperature increase of about 2.5 degrees Fahrenheit by 2050. And that's where we shouldn't be, according to the UN. That's the point where climate damage gets severe, where you have these extreme storms. Brazil's current leader, Jair Bolsonaro, the Trump of the tropics, they call him, (laughs) the Trump of the tropics
1: and that's not a good thing no it's a horrible thing you Uh, know he
0: believes yes this Jair guy believes climate change is a Marxist plot how stupid are these people really Uh, you know okay you don't like the idea of climate change okay where do you go you go to a scientist right you learn about right and you base your criticism on facts that you uncover you don't treat it like somebody you don't like you're a Marxist right well I guess the question
1: is: are, do they actually truly believe that it's a Marxist plot, or is this just a cover for them to sell farmland to a private industry in order to make a lot of money? Wow. Is it just a cynical manipulation? <laughs> I genuinely want to know. Well, that's this the question
0: guy. we ask about all stupid people: right. Are they vicious or are they stupid? Exactly. It's Hanlon's razor.
1: And at the end of the day, it doesn't much matter.
0: Well, I think he's a uh, genuine 100% low IQ individual. Well, there you go. That's what I think about this Jair guy. Yeah, Yeah, Molly. He's pledged to convert the lush Amazon forests into farmland to supply the planet with more hamburgers and cattle feed. That's what he wants to do with it. Yeah. That's what we need, more hamburgers. Yeah. And by the way, we are coming for your hamburgers. (laughs) Yes, we (laughs) are. Yeah. And we
1: will pry them out of your cold, (laughs) dead hands. Yes, we will. Uh, Molly Molly
0: says, give him the leftovers. Yes,
1: yes. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we've been talking about the rainforest and its impact on the planet now for over 30 years. I'm certain back in- You and I? Well, generally speaking, yes, you and I, and Sting. And, you know, we
0: could have been talking about it for 30 years. Well, yes. I um, remember yeah. in the 80s, they were yeah. talking
1: about the disappearance in the plant life. And the
0: biodiversity. biodiversity.
1: And they've been finding for many, many, many years, plants in the rainforest that have led to pharmaceutical breakthroughs. Yeah. I've heard people say that the cure for cancer may lie in the
0: in the rainforest. Oh. My question is, is... Shouldn't we be overthrowing the government of Brazil instead of the government of Venezuela? We're staging for Venezuela. Yeah. It's a little bit further away, but uh,
1: while we're we're, there. Yeah, while we're there. This may be a wild ass proposal. Yeah. But we have a UN Commission on Human Rights, right? And Mm. and we also have an international criminal court. Why can't we have an international
0: environmental court? Speaking of climate damage, a perfect storm of melting snow, bomb cyclone rain, and climate change flooded the Midwest. Yeah. Two giant waves of water rolled down from the U.S. mid far north. That's a place up there, you know, like Minnesota, North Dakota, and all that. One wave followed the path of the Missouri River toward the Mississippi River, carrying with it big chunks of ice. Yeah. The second wave took a similar path down the Mississippi River from Minnesota. Both were the result of a long winter of heavy snowfall in Minnesota and the Dakotas, followed by a short, sharp melt. The floods are like two giant waves following the river flows. The North Dakota wave traveled down the Missouri River through Nebraska to northwestern Missouri, passing Kansas City, then turning left to the confluence of the Missouri and Mississippi Rivers in St. Louis. The Minnesota wave headed straight down the Mississippi River through Iowa, past St. Louis, and into the ocean. Forecasters aren't sure yet just how bad this flood season's going to be. I read a little thing this morning that said it was going to be bad. That depends a lot on whether there are many more sudden climate change melting events, like the one that caused these waves. This is the extreme weather they've been talking about for a long time. Right. Right. You, you get ice one week. And you get an extreme heat for the time of year, the next week, and you've melted all that ice, and suddenly you got so much water, you don't know where it's going, except inside your homes. Fun fact from this story. Fun fact. It takes
1: about 28 days. It takes about a month for a drop of rain that lands in North Dakota to end up. In the Gulf of Mexico. So maybe
0: not at this rate, though. Yeah, it, yeah that's at this true. rate. Maybe, maybe, it, yeah, it probably more. accelerates that process. That's true, I say. Yep. Meanwhile, a federal judge demanded the Trump administration show how its drilling plans will fuel climate change. The ruling temporarily blocks drilling on 300,000 acres of leases in Wyoming. The judge ruled that the Interior Department violated federal laws by failing to take into account the climate impact of its oil and gas leasing in the western part of the United States. The decision could force the Trump Republican administration to account for the full climate impact of its asinine fossil fuel dominance agenda. (laughs) Fossil fuel dominance. (laughs) What is that? Yeah.
1: We are kind of left with the courts. The legislative process isn't going to stop the administration from doing these
0: things. And it could signal trouble for Trump's plan to ramp up fossil fuel production, this uh, decision. In the decision, Judge Rudolph Contreras, an Obama appointee, faulted the agency's environmental assessments as inadequate because they didn't detail how individual drilling projects contribute to overall carbon output. Since greenhouse gas emissions are driving climate change, the judge wrote, the administration did not provide policymakers and the public with sufficient understanding of how we'd all suffer because of the drilling. That's required under the National Environmental Policy Act. (laughs) Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon, a Republican, criticized the ruling and said the state might appeal it. Wyoming might appeal this whole thing, even if Contreras' decision stands. That's the judge's decision. Mm -hmm. It might not block Trump's energy agenda. (laughs) Although Trump's Interior Department would be required to disclose what they're going to do, they could still go ahead with it. Is that right? Yeah, and what we're talking about is an extraction economy here. Exactly. That's what we're talking about, the lowest form of economy. An extraction economy just benefits the wealthy.
1: There aren't that many jobs, and the damage that it's done, plus the amount of money that's spent through public funding To clean up after these people
0: is enormous. Yeah. Wyoming Senator John Barrasso, a Republican who chairs the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, said, this decision will hurt workers in Wyoming, reduce revenue for the state and slow Ah! America's energy production. We need to get on with destroying our so-called environment (laughs) because the prosperity gospel tradition must prevail on earth. More jobs. Amen. 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 Yeah, I know. If this news frightens you... It does. May I recommend a donation to KUCI-FM to ease your spirits? Okay. Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free... Free form. Free speech radio. At KUCI.org. The Supreme Court. <laughs> you hear about those guys. I've heard about them. Yeah. Yeah. The Supreme Court ruled that some immigrants can be detained years after their release for past crimes. Such a Republican thing. Yeah. You got people who committed the crimes, but they did their time. Yeah. They did their and time. And yet you can still arrest them and hold them. They don't believe in forgiveness, even though their gospel tells them to forgive. That's what irks me about these people. A divided Supreme Court ruled against a group of immigrants in a case about the government's power to detain them after they've finished their sentences. That means they're, they're in time in prison, not, you know, their sentences. Like yeah. they're not interrupting their sentences. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 they're not like you, Ma, all the time. You, yeah. <laughs> immigration law tells the government it must arrest those people when they are released from custody and then hold them while an immigration court decides whether they should be deported. But immigrants who have served their time aren't always picked up immediately. The immigration law says that, but it should happen after they're released. Right. Sometimes, though, they're not detained until years later. Mm-hmm. In the case before the Supreme Court, a group of mostly green card holders argued that unless they're picked up soon after being released, they should be entitled to a hearing where they can argue that they aren't a danger to the community and are not likely to flee. Yeah. Yeah. In the uh, the sent. Justice Stephen Breyer said that the larger importance of the case has to do with the power that the Supreme Court's ruling gives the government. Breyer wrote that in his view, the law requires immigrants who have committed crimes to be detained within a reasonable time after their release from custody. That makes sense. Yes. No more than six months. That's right. Yeah. If the person is not detained within that time, they should get a hearing where they can argue for their release. That's right. Makes good sense. One of the lead plaintiffs involved in the California case, Moni Priap, has been a lawful permanent resident of the United States. Let me repeat that. A lawful permanent resident of the United States since 1981. Almost 40 years. Yeah. And his two convictions are for possession of marijuana. Okay. So these are things that are legal to do right now. And he's been here in the country for 40 years. He was released from prison in 2006, but was not taken into immigration custody until seven years later, 2013. That's Obama's watch right there, too, just for what it's worth. By the way, Obama had
1: quite a reputation as the deporter-in-chief when he was president, so this is a bipartisan perspective. And Breyer, by the way, he read his dissent out loud, which is considered a big deal. It's a big deal because it indicates a greater level of concern on the part of the court. And again, the
0: concern is how much power we're giving the government.
1: This would seem to fly in the face of libertarian ideals, which many on the court, many of the conservatives, claim to be as libertarians. Yeah. But giving more power to the government seems anti-libertarian. Well, no, of course right. not. Yeah, I mean, but is. this is this is the the canard, the veneer that they
0: yeah. use in order to get where they got. You know, Mike. One of those Supreme Court members you're talking about is an alleged attempted rapist who lied to Congress. Brit Kavanaugh, yes, the guy that likes beer. <laughs>
1: I hadn't heard that. Yeah, Does yeah. he like? Beer? Yeah, yeah, oh, he okay. likes beer a lot. <laughs> wow,
0: I'm surprised they don't have a Kavanaugh, you know, brand beer. <laughs> you think they'd come up with that? His family or something? You know, he was he was going to change his name to Bud Kavanaugh. Yeah. at one point. Well, why waste your time? <laughs> yeah. in the Supreme Court when you could have a nice brewery, <laughs> <laughs> a nice Oaky, I
1: know uh, ale. Maybe. The, yeah. Oh, I love ale. <laughs> A were, nice amber ale. A nice amber ale yeah.
0: by Bud Kavanaugh. Ah, the movement is growing to yeah. in, impeach Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. He's been accused of 83 ethics violations. Those 83 ethics violations were dismissed in December by 10th Circuit Judge Timothy Timkovich. That's a George W. Bush appointee. Last week, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 10th Circuit rejected 20 appeals to reinstate the complaints. But no ruling has been made about the validity of any of these allegations. The court dismissed the claims because even in the face of serious charges, there's no mechanism for a lower court to move against a sitting Supreme Court justice. In other words, they don't have the power to move on this. They so no they standing. Make- <laughs> The constitutional mechanism to do something about Kavanaugh, the attempted rapist, is impeachment. The process of impeaching a Supreme Court justice or the president is a majority in the House of Representatives, brings the charges, and then there's a trial in the Senate. Right. A two-thirds supermajority vote in the Senate is required to convict or remove a judge or president or any other federal official from office. Right. The case against Kavanaugh is strong. First, you have those 83 ethics complaints. Right. The fact that the Tenth Circuit threw them out for lack of jurisdiction is an invitation for Congress. It's an invitation. They're pretty much saying, we can't do it. Anybody else? Somebody who does have the jurisdiction here? Because they didn't find anything wrong with the complaints. There have been federal judges who've been impeached,
1: uh, not that terribly long ago. Samuel Kent, who was impeached in 2009. There was another judge who was impeached in 2010. So it's not as if we don't have a recent history of impeaching judges, but it's certainly a Supreme Court justice.
0: That would be a, a higher profile case. But yeah. nevertheless, Kavanaugh, the attempted rapist, lied to or misled Congress repeatedly during his 2000. 2000- 2004 testimony about his efforts to help another judge, William Pryor, secure Senate confirmation. In 2006, he materially misled Congress again, this time about his involvement in Charles Pickering's nomination to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Mm -hmm. You said he's involved in that. Mm -hmm. Kavanaugh's lies under oath are documented. Yes. So there is a case. We have some proof. Yeah, right. It's a matter of just deciding whether this should disqualify him. Right. Well, Republicans know they have this attempted rapist right. who's lied to Congress, right. serving as a Supreme Court justice.
1: As the case with Clarence Thomas, as the case with Brett Kavanaugh, this is all about politics. You look at his resume; he was literally being groomed by the federal society and these conservatives to become a Supreme Court justice, not based on his judicial acumen or his far-reaching mind of his great decisions. It was about placing a. I like beer. A solid conservative on the Supreme Court who will do their
0: bidding you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine California visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCI radio dot tumblr dot com on Twitter at KUCI FM on Instagram at KUCI FM stream us live on iTunes go to Internet College University KUCI 88.9 FM
1: to let it go.
0: (laughs) The Fox News Bubble. A new poll shows that nearly eight in ten Republicans, that's seventy-eight percent roughly, is what the exact figure was, who watched Fox News right-wing propaganda network. You heard about that? I have heard you're, about yeah, this. Yeah, your his father watches it. Anyway, we, we bond, 78% okay. Republicans believe Donald Trump is the most <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most successful president in history. That's what they believe. They believe that. Yeah.
1: It's hard to fathom. In their mind, because Donald Trump passed a big gigantic tax break for all of his rich friends which they believe is eventually going to help them. Yeah. This is this bubble we're talking about. Deregulation of all the environmental regulations. But there are... are
0: plenty of other presidents who've accomplished more and have been more successful than Donald Trump. Right. Within this period of time. Right. Within the what... first
1: two years, yes. basically, they've done a lot more. This is true. You're right. He is by any measure an unsuccessful president by any measure.
0: Just 49% of Republicans who don't watch it believe the Trump presidency is successful. That's still too much, but it, there's a like a 30% difference there. Yes, there You is. watch Fox News and you're living in fantasy land. Republicans who don't watch are nearly twice as likely to believe climate change is driven by human activity compared to just 12% of Republicans who do watch Fox News. Close to 90% of those people have been duped. Yes,
1: yes. The thing about Fox News, as well as the misinformation that's being dispensed on a regular daily basis, is it undermining our institutions as
0: well? Yeah. It's having a direct impact on our ability to govern ourselves. For 79%, nearly the same number as we said before, they think he's successful, Trump's successful, also believe the FBI and US intelligence agencies are trying to sabotage the president. They're investigating the president. That's what they're doing. So far, the only person they sabotage, I can tell, is Hillary Clinton, and that was James Comey. Here's some
1: information that Fox News viewers don't know. Or choose not to know for whatever reason, and that is that during the 2016 election cycle, there was enough evidence that the FBI and the CIA and the other agencies had that they went to the president of the United States at the time, Barack Obama. Barack Obama turned around and went to the leadership of the House and Senate and said, this is what we think is happening We believe that Donald Trump's campaign is being compromised by the Russians. They laid it out for the leadership. Almost all of them were on board to let it be known to the public. The holdout was
0: Mitch McConnell, who vetoed that going out. There could have been a a bipartisan agreement. To let that information out. Right. And some Republican with guts could have stepped up and said, we have to say this.
1: It could have been vetted. All of the security regulations could have been put in place to make sure nothing got out that shouldn't have gotten out. But just the raw nature of, by the way, the Russians and Russian agents are actively helping a presidential campaign.
0: And just their relationship, Fox and Trump's relationship right now. It's, right. it's just getting uh, absurd. It's, gotten, against, it's getting worse by the day. Tr- Trump is retweeting Fox News segments now on right. his Twitter feed. So well,
1: He's not even retweeting information that he heard on the shows. He's just tweeting out yeah. He's just tweeting out like, a sentence that tells you he's watching Fox News. <laughs> Steve Ducey, the Fox and Friends guys, mm-hmm. were on the air and they had a shot of the White House. Yeah. And it was early morning so it was still dark out. And they said, Mr. President, if you're watching, flip your lights on and off. And a couple of seconds later, the lights flipped on
0: and off. Yeah, yeah. No, Mahler, anyway, that was a long ways to go. The Electoral College. The Electoral College, Mike. Yes. Colorado joined a list of states that plan to allocate their Electoral College votes to whichever candidate wins the nationwide popular vote. Yes. Democratic Governor Jared Polis, that's a Democrat, signed the measure into the law Uniting Colorado with 11 other states and the District of Columbia in the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. The compact bill will only take effect if the law is passed by states representing at least 270 electoral college votes, which is the amount needed to win the presidency. With the addition of Colorado, the number now sits at 181. So we have a ways to go. Yes. But less than 100. It's iffy if we're going to get there. We're not going to get there for the next election. Right. That's for and so sure. far, it's,
1: it's been all blue states. Yeah. So
0: far. Other jurisdictions that have enacted the legislation include Rhode Island, Vermont, Hawaii, Connecticut, Maryland, Massachusetts, Washington, New Jersey, New York, Illinois, California, and the District of Columbia. New Mexico, whose Senate approved the legislation earlier this week, could be the next state to join. They have five votes. Because Republican-controlled legislatures haven't embraced the effort, changing the Electoral College delegate procedures in enough states to reach 270 could be really difficult. By
1: the way, it's on the table. It's being discussed So there's the first step We may not get there The first time
0: But we'll hopefully get there Uh, And most states As you know Are winner take all This scares me Only because Things go wrong For Democrats I know they do You know So as soon as this passes Well A Democrat will win The Electoral College Right And a Republican Will win the popular vote Well that actually happened With Al Gore
1: and George Bush
0: George Bush did win The popular vote
1: Yeah So this would not have been A good thing for Al Gore
0: (laughs) Because many states Are dominated Either by Democrats or Republican parties, the winner of the presidential election is a foregone conclusion. As a result of this, though, there's a handful of battleground states. That's where presidential candidates go to campaign. There's 11. Five of the nation's 45 presidents have taken office without winning the national popular vote, including Donald Trump and George W. Bush. Meanwhile, presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren went to Mississippi and endorsed choosing the president with a national popular vote. That, she said, means get rid of the electoral college. And yes, Mahler. And that's, that's really what we're, we should do. It's yeah. just get rid of it. Yeah. I saw some guy uh, doing, it was a Facebook comment, and he, he was saying how this would disenfranchise the smaller rural states. What about all the millions of people right. in the bigger states who are disenfranchised? Right. Right. Isn't it about who is least disenfranchised? Isn't that where democracy should go in, look, in a, look, making a decision? Look,
1: the small states have two senators. Wyoming has 600,000 people. Yeah. California has 30 it's, million. Like we both off, have man. two senators. So pipe down. You're not being misrepresented.
0: Google During a Senate Armed Services Committee meeting this week, General Joseph Dunford, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, accused Google of supporting China against U.S. interests. You know, I believe this. The work that Google—well, I don't think they're intentionally doing it. I think they're doing it to make money. Yes, exactly. The work that Google is doing in China, he told senators, is indirectly benefiting the Chinese military. The U.S. Defense Department and the country's more hawkish politicians are irritated that Google— Has seemingly pulled back from working on U.S. defense projects, withdrawing artificial intelligence and cloud expertise. This includes the decision to pull out of both Project Maven following Google employee backlash. We reported on this about six months ago, I think it was. And the competition for the Pentagon's jetty cloud computing contract valued at as much as $10 billion over 10 years. (laughs) Look, we're the good guys. General Dunford added, the system that we represent is the one that has allowed you to thrive, he said to Google. Yes. We watch with great concern when industry partners work in China, knowing that there is an indirect benefit. And frankly, indirect may not be a correct characterization of how it really is. It's more of a direct benefit to the Chinese military. Yep. Yep. It's about money. Did you ever take psilocybin, Mike? Oh, no, no. Wait, wait, I just... I remember. Yes, I did. You did? Yes. How does, how do you forget taking you, psilocybin? You stuck
1: up on me. I wasn't thinking it through. Yes. Do you mean you did like 15 minutes ago? Yes. Why do you think my answers are so
0: cosmic? Yes, I did many years right. ago. Yeah. In 1992, ethnobotanist and psychedelic guru Terence McKenna said magic mushrooms and psilocybin enabled Homo erectus to evolve into homo sapiens he called this the stoned ape hypothesis and for years he was ridiculed for this particular theory well he was ridiculed by smart people mckenna said that psilocybin <laughs> caused the primitive brain's information processing capabilities to rapidly reorganize that kick-started the evolution of cognition that led to early art language and technology according to mckenna mckenna figured the mushrooms grew out of cow manure, and we like cows, Yes. so yeah. at that point in time, that's why we had this increase in knowledge. McKenna died in 2000, and during his life, no one in the scientific community took his theory seriously. <laughs> Remember when you asked Steven Pinker? Remember we had him as a guest here many oh, years ago? You us. asked him about this, yeah. and he said, oh, Yeah, yeah uh, he did. You're right. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. You. Yeah. Now, however, researchers think McKenna may have been right. Paul's Demets, a noted psilocybin mycologist, it figures, is behind the stoned ape hypothesis. What is really important to understand is that there was a sudden doubling of the human brain 200,000 years ago. It's more like 500,000, but we'll give them that. Okay. From an evolutionary point of view, that's an extraordinary expansion of the brain, and there is no explanation for the sudden increase in the human brain. I think this is a very, very plausible hypothesis, he said. Researchers have determined that psilocybin induces a state of unconstrained cognition. Where it triggers is the primitive brain network or our emotional reactions to things. Right. However, believing in the stoned ape hypothesis means agreeing that there is a single cause for our emergence of consciousness. Well, that I think that you can include other factors in this theory, but... It might have off something it might yes. have triggered a little bit, but I think there's so much more. most scientists including Nathan Callahan, would agree that McKenna's explanation is excessively and perhaps naively simplistic. So, I would say just what you said, yeah, which is I think there's an element of this uh, uh, I could be. I don't know that it actually made our brain bigger, but it might have, have given us ideas that we wouldn't have had. Michael Graziano, a professor of psychology and neuroscience, says our brains increase in size is more likely because it serves social needs and that human consciousness evolved as a survival tactic. Right. In other words, this is an evolutionary thing where the stupider people died right. off.
1: I just think it had something to do with the creation of art. The otherness that we we as human beings now embrace is part of our our consciousness. And I don't know that it's connected exactly. But cows, when you're talking about cow manure and psilocybin Mm -hmm. mushrooms, the Hindus, what do they believe about cows? That they are the givers of life? They hold them in a supreme position? That's because they're
0: cool. Cows are cool.
1: But you don't think there's any connection between... They don't like Devin Nunes. Cows, psilocybin, and a major religion that worships cows. You don't think there's any connection at all there.
0: Are you saying... Hindus are acid heads. Is that what you're saying? Have you
1: ever seen Hindu <laughs> texts or Hindu yeah. ceremonies? You tell me that's not acid. Oh, yeah. or well, that's I know. Not, I know. It,
0: that's all I'm saying. Yeah. They just like the entertainment okay. end of it. Right. They. I don't know that they were really going. I, I think for religion, the big brain shamanism.
1: Part. I think that art. A lot of it is inspired by
0: psychedelics in our environment. Yeah. And finally, the United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth District reaffirm that it's a First Amendment right to flip off a police officer. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I've been exercising my free speech for yeah. a long Another. time. Yeah, there you go. The decision, the court added, does not necessarily mean that you can be rude to police officers with impunity mm-hmm. and that you should definitely not feel safe flipping off no. a police officer. I, wouldn't, I understand his reaction.